Hey guys, this is Coach V. I'm Coach David. This is the Kaizen Karate Podcast. Coach David, how are you, sir? Today is, uh, what, it's January, mid-January uh, 2023. Happy New Year for, if anyone's just joining us for the first time. How you doing? Yeah, it feels, like, uh, feels like a lot happened in this year, and it's been a dense year, but uh, we're doing good. Good, 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 good. You know, I was going to say, I, I second that. You know, it's, it's only, what, a couple weeks into the year, and I feel like we're... Uh, we're pretty far into things already. I mean, there was that new uh, Happy New Year vibe for a couple of days and then boom, right into it. Hey guys, uh, for today's podcast, the topic is negotiating your belt. Now, let me just start by saying, don't negotiate your belt with your instructor. Okay, so that's kind of the end result. But let's talk about negotiating belt. Negotiating belts and let's define the issue, to, let's define the problem. Big no-nos in martial arts, and this applies to everybody. Parents is a kid-friendly podcast, you can keep it on. You never want to ask for a promotion. You never want to email for a promotion. You never want to fight for a promotion. If every promotion that you get, you had to get involved, either parents you had to get involved or students you had to ask, it probably means that you weren't ready for it. Instructors should freely and without any kind of interference should be giving and awarding zero pressure the promotion. Now, that's kind of heavy for the start of a podcast, Coach David, but um, let's go ahead and jump into things and talk a little bit about how you were promoted and how I was promoted, just to give a little bit of background about what our expectations are. We're talking about belt exams. We're talking about not negotiating your belt. How were you promoted, Coach David? And you can pick any of the black belts you've achieved. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, uh, so, you know, this is, this is coming on 30 years here, so it's kind of old school way of doing it, but... Um, Basically, you just went to class, and at some point when your instructor thought you are ready, he came to you and said, you're ready, I'm going to test you. There was really nothing else to it. We didn't have videos there. There was no other influences. There was no other school. Like, you know, we just went to class. There were kids. We trained. We had fun training, and eventually we got promoted. So it sort of like feels completely different. I get it, um, but that's how it was for me. You know, I want to tell you about one promotion that sticks out in my mind. I know both of us, and I say this very humbly, we hold ranks in many different systems, black belt ranks. And the one rank that really sticks out in my head, Coach David, it was blue belt rank in Tung Soo Do. And I remember the instructor said, he said, hey, you know, um, he said to me, hey, you know, you're going to get promoted. Here's the exam date. <laughs> and now I looked right at him. I said, oh, well, you know, I can't. I have a birthday party. My best friend ever, who I just met, and, you know, all this. And I, and I don't, who knows whose birthday it was. But I remember it was a birthday. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. That's why I missed. And uh, Coach David, you know, he just nodded his head. He said, oh, okay. So I missed the exam. I came back the following week, and I kind of walked up to him, not literally with my hand out, but kind of like mentally, like, well, where's my belt? <laughs> he looked at me, and he said, well, you know, the makeup exam is in six months. And I was like, what? Six months? <laughs> I, you know, we didn't have belt exams every two months back then. It was just done on a very infrequent basis, right? That's how it was. That's how it was. And Coach David, you know, we grew up in Silver Spring, Maryland. I'm sure you're a Silver Spring person as well. You know, right outside Washington D.C. In case you're not from the U.S. And uh, Coach David, I remember he said to me, he said, "Yeah, you know, the makeup exam. It's in Gaithersburg, Maryland." And I'm like, Gaithers, who, what? <laughs> now, there was cows out there back then. If you remember, back up 270, they didn't have Kings Farm and all that kind of stuff. It was cows. It was farms. I had to drive up there. Now, the other thing he didn't tell me, it was an adult belt exam. I had to fight all the adults. I got whooped. And I mean, I'm talking, it was not a fun exam. I learned a very good lesson. When the exam is scheduled, go. That is just so fun. And I, I love that story very much. But it sort of comes back to um, the way it was, was 
you were told when to show up and you showed up. You were told when you're getting promoted and you got promoted. There was no negotiation. There was no having to ask or beg or, you know, maybe even point out why you should. Right? If that's necessary, if you're having to explain why, clearly you haven't demonstrated it enough to the people that will be promoting you. That's 100% right. You know, I'll say this in, in addition to, uh, you know, when to negotiate, when not to negotiate. The answer is just never negotiate your belt. I think you're exactly right, Coach David. You always want to make sure that your instructor is freely and without any kind of interruption. There's no pressure at all that you're putting on your instructor, man, woman, whoever, to give you your belt. Um, I think it's safe to say both of us, in all of our experience, not just black belt, but all underbelt ranks, Coach David, I can proudly say I have never once um, asked for nor negotiated a belt. Now, it's important I say this. There was many times I was disappointed. There was many times I was waiting for my belt. There was many times I'm like, what's wrong with this person? Why are they not awarding my, my rank? I'm clearly ready. I held those feelings to myself, and I, but, I, but I was patient, and I waited. I feel like that we, we kind of confuse advocating for oneself in a lot of different areas with this area. Like I know in the business world and, and you know, in your personal careers, if you're, if you're an adult, right, you often have to advocate for yourself. You, you, you're not going to necessarily get promoted any other way. And sometimes it's kind of that fight that you need to do or, you know, that proof you need to give. In this world, that's just not the case. I assure you that, I mean, at least in our Kaizen system, the instructors are constantly talking about the students, looking at the students, evaluating the students. There's not a class that goes by we're not evaluating. We're not looking for ways to help you get promoted faster. So there's no negotiation needed because we're already trying to do that. We're already looking for the answer that you want us to get. You know, Coach David, I agree with you fully, and I'm going to put on my parent hat for a second. You know, as a parent of two young boys and soon to be a third, I'm very eager for them to do well. I want them to do well, but I have to bite my tongue sometimes. I was just at a basketball practice for my oldest the other day, and I had to do everything within me to not say anything and sit down and just watch and let him make his mistakes and do all that, but it's part of the process. And I'm saying this as a parent, one of the most important things we can do is just be there, but not interfere. And I say that just with a lot of love, so no one get offended, no one send me an email. Speaking of emails, um, I put my instructor hat on for a second. Don't email us about the belt exams. We know when the kids are ready. We know when they're not ready. And yes, there's going to be disappointments. It's just part of it. And if you haven't been disappointed yet in martial arts, you're not even close to black belt. Matter of fact, there's many times I just did not like my instructor. I always, I always respected him. Always have, always will. But there was numerous times as an underbelt coach, David, I knew I was ready and I knew I was better than the people who were getting promoted. But for whatever reason, I didn't understand why I wasn't getting promoted. It took me until many years after getting black belt that I realized I was running my own race. Many times when parents send us emails, Coach David, sometimes they compare and they say, hey, my kid is better than that person or they know all the moves. Parents, that's not what we're looking for. We're trying to make your students the best that they can be. That is so well said and absolutely 100% correct. Every student will go at their own rate. In fact, it's odd if two of them go the exact same. That's just unusual. Kids develop differently. Um, all students, they, they just learn the moves differently at a different pace, and we're trying to get the most out of everybody. But I assure you that we're constantly looking, constantly evaluating, and that we will be the first ones to want to tell you that you're being promoted and that you're testing. We can't wait to tell you that news. You know, Coach David, I, I want to share this with Kaizen Nation and all the parents out there and all the instructors too. 
you know, sometimes we think the hardest part about karate is learning all the kicks and punches and blocks. I mean, I can make an argument that after a certain point, after the beginning, past the first two, three years, after you learn your basics, I actually think the hardest point is learning to deal with the emotions of success and learn to deal with the emotions of loss or not winning. It's very, very challenging sometimes losing a match not getting promoted, mm. not getting a, a recognition if someone else gets recognition and you think that you should have gotten it. Those are very tough emotions to deal with. And they're very real, by the way. And I think you should talk to your instructor about it. I think you should always you know, connect with the highest ranking black belt that you can find to address these issues. And they're very, very real. We're not brushing them under the rug. But at the same time, trust your instructor. What's implied when you're training with a highly ranked black belt instructor is that you trust their judgment. That's, that's implied within the process of being in the class. That's right. And I mean, I think the, that's why we always say you want to train with the, the most experienced, the most, um, the highest ranks you can because we definitely have a different outlook. Um, you know, maybe when you first started teaching, right, you're, you're kind of doing it one way. But after years and years and years of seeing so many students and training with so many people, you have an absolute feel for the right timing. And I can say this, and I know, you know, for you and, and lots of other instructors that it's, it's, it's an art, it's not a science, but over decades, you can get it down really, really well. And so that's where that trust needs to happen because you're, you're, you're coming to us because we have the experience and we wish to, you know, use that experience appropriately, but we need that trust. You know, Coach David, I don't think I've ever told this story on the Kaizen podcast. So this is a this is a new one here. Um, you just reminded me of it, actually. And, um, you know, we weren't always the ranks we are. We weren't always having the experience that we have. And I can remember in the very early days of Kaizen when I was first getting going, um, this is about 20 years ago or so, you know, maybe a little bit less. I think our first two black belts that were ever promoted, I checked with my original instructor to make sure that he felt that they were ready too. Matter of fact, they were training at both places for a little bit. And that's not a story that I commonly share because I don't think it's necessary long-term, but because I wasn't the highest ranked person at that time, I was new to doing it, I wanted to get a second set of eyes. I wanted to get um, an opinion of someone that I really trusted and trust to this day. So instructors out there, you might not be the highest ranked black belt, but I'm telling I'm not asking you to do something that I haven't done. I did the same thing. And it's a very important thing sometimes to get the black belt eyes of our seniors who know the path and know it well and can help guide us. It doesn't mean that you're less of a black belt. As a matter of fact, it just means you're more of a black belt because you understand the whole system and the process and how it should be. That's so well said. And yeah, I don't think there's any shame or anything other than in any situation, any career path you take, if you're new at it or, you know, you just want another set of eyes, usually that's really, really a good thing. And I highly recommend it. Coach David, let's start to shift to kind of wrap up. You know, so we, we started out today's podcast by, by kind of identifying what the issue is, right? We talked a little bit about our backgrounds of promotions and do's and don'ts, things like that. Let's start to talk a little bit about the issues from today, why things can be a little bit challenging, especially for our higher ranked students. You know, we, I don't want to name names, it doesn't matter who, but we have many brown belts, red belts, upper belts in our system. Mm-hmm who have been at those belts for a while. And part of the reason was the pandemic kind of messed up the timing like you wouldn't believe. We have students who went away to college who easily would have gotten to black belt. But again, in our system, it just didn't work out. And hopefully down the road, we connect again. Um, But we miss you. Hopefully you come back. But they do need to finish the race. There's no shortcuts, right? Uh, We have other students who maybe were affected and impacted, I should say, because the criteria changed. So for example, when we went virtual, 
some of the criteria changed. Doesn't, we're not diving in, doing a deep dive on that just, just yet. And then as we came out of lockdowns and virtual training, we shifted back to an in-person, but with a twist. I think all of these changes, and remember, change is not easy, but change is the only thing that stays the same. And so one thing I just want to assure everybody, whether you're in our school or whether you train elsewhere, always remember, just keep adapting, right? Keep, keep staying fresh with what is the latest and the greatest. If you fight change, it's, it's just not a good way to do things. You want to make sure you're up to date, figure out what the requirements are, talk to the highest ranking black belt or black belts within your school and ask them, hey, what do I need to do? What is expected of me? Don't just go by a piece of paper that you received seven years ago. Go with the latest and greatest information so you know exactly what you need to be doing. Right. And I think, I mean, that's it's exactly what happened. And I'm just going to add that when we promote you and we're trying to get you to black belt, it's basically that you're demonstrating you've got the skills that match the belt. And in order to get those skills, it involves being here. It involves, you know, working with another person. There's, there's, there's parts of it that we just couldn't do virtually. And there's parts of it that had to change. And then we adapted. And so... You can still learn, but to actually get the skills that match the belt, that is where we're trying to get every single person, and that is what matters to get promoted. Absolutely. So as we wrap up here, the question is, who do you ask about your promotion? The answer is not who you ask, it's how you ask. I think the question should be, hey, coach, what do I need to do to get better? We know exactly what that means. We know you're interested in getting promoted, and we will share with you what you need to do. If you say, hey, when am I getting promoted? It's very assumptive. It's, it's assuming that you're already ready. Can I tell you something that saved me, coach? I just, I always assume that I'm not ready. I always assume that I always have something to, to get better at. And it shows that my cup is uh, open and, and empty and I'm ready to receive. If you go up to your instructor as a quote unquote know-it-all, which I know no one does, but if you know anyone who does that, it's not a way to approach your instructor, right? It's very important to kind of be humble. You come up and say, hey, I know I have things to improve them, but what are those things? And we have a lot of students who do that very well. And I, I just, my hat's off to you. We really appreciate it. And again, we really, you know, when you do that, we want to help you. We are going to tell you what we think is the best course of action. So I applaud that our students are, for the most part, trying to do that, which is great. You know, Coach David, one of the other wrap-up thoughts here is when to ask. I think the a answer is as little as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As little as possible. If you can ask when you're getting promoted no more than two or three times over the course of about 10 years, you're in good shape. Uh, I would limit it to maybe two or one or zero if possible. I think if you can go your whole martial arts career with never asking when you're going to get promoted, you're doing a great job. And I know what some people are thinking because I've been there. Well, what if they forget about me? Well, you want to make it so obvious that you are just the best, that you give us no choice but to promote you. Let me give you an example. You're a brown belt and you're beating all the black belts. It's gonna, you're going to stick out like a sore thumb. We're going to have no choice but to promote you. You're a white belt, orange belt, yellow belt, and you're winning all of your fights even against intermediate students. We have no, no choice. Let your karate do the talking, not your emails. And here's another little tip. Show up to everything. Make every instructor know your name and who you are and what belt you are and how hard you're working. And if you're showing up to everything, boy, that is a great way to get ahead because, A, you're getting way more training than the next guy, but, B, everybody is watching you. Everybody talks about it, so it becomes evident that you are getting the training that's going to require to get to that level. So that is a great way to get ahead. And here's a final piece to the puzzle. The stripes on your belt, the promotion guidelines that we have. 
They're all mile markers to follow. These are minimums. These just help you to know that you're on track. At the end of the day, it's the head instructor of the school, highest ranking black belts. Those are the people who you really want to focus on building relationships with, getting to know, let them be advocates for you and your karate so they know your, the work that you're putting in. That's how you're going to go ahead and, and move forward. And the last thing I'm going to add to this, and I think this is one of our last points, is if you can have fun in class and just enjoy the process, don't worry about the belts or the stripes, just enjoy it, boy, the time goes so fast, you will blink and you'll be promoted and you'll get to black belt and you'll go, what happened? That is the key. I cannot say this loud enough or strong enough, Coach V, if you can forget about the stripes, forget about the belts and just enjoy the process... That is the secret. 100%. So, folks, you know, here's my concluding thought. It's 2023. I'm speaking to the parents. I'm speaking to the students, instructors, everybody, in the school, out the school, everyone. You want to make sure that every single belt that you earn is freely given and freely awarded to you without any pressure or interference of any kind. And if you can do that, you're in great shape. Because when you do interfere, sometimes it's unintentional, you get on the radar of the instructor and it doesn't allow them to give you all that they can give. As a matter of fact, sometimes unintentionally what happens is they actually hold back a little bit. You want to make sure you get the very best from your instructor. And the best way to do that, don't put any pressure on them. Make sure that they're going to give you all that they can possibly give you. And then your skills will match your belt and your belt will match your skills. Hey guys, for the Kaizen Karate Podcast, this is Coach V. I'm Coach David. Be well, be safe. We'll see you next time.